My name is Anthony P. Richards. I'm a pastor and I started this podcast channel to equip, encourage, inspire and challenge you to passionately live to your potential in Christ through the Word of God. For more information, you can go to my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Well, welcome to the journey that we are on together through the Word of God. And today we're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 to 5. We're just going to look at those first five verses this morning, which is the Apostle Paul giving some context to the church in Corinth about why he's answering their questions the way he is. He has to teach them about why he needs them to understand the difference between Israel then and Israel now and how Israel had some poor examples in the past and that this was what they needed to not follow. Uh, so he's going to go back and talk about Israel during the times of the Exodus and they were blessed with a, an amazing amount of blessings, uh, but they forgot those blessings and they would complain and, and then they would disqualify themselves from even entering the promised land. And so he needs to remind the church in Corinth about those things. So that's really the context of these first few verses. So we're going to read all five verses and then we'll talk about them. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. They, they all went through it. Uh, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. All ate the same spiritual food. And all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock, capital R, by the way, that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. So he's continuing on here, what was started in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and continued in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. What should the Corinthian Christians think and do in regard to meat which has been sacrificed to idols? Okay, so he paints the picture of the context. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, he establishes two principles, which is firstly, an idol is absolutely nothing. And it's fine for Corinthian Christians who understand uh, that particular fact to act according to that knowledge in regard to themselves. Secondly, that for Christians, love is more important than knowledge. So even... Though I may know eating meat sacrificed to an idol is all right for myself, if it causes my brother to stumble, then I'm not going to do it because it isn't the loving thing to do. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul showed how important it is for Christians to give up their rights. So in order, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. Paul gave up his right to be supported by his own uh, preaching of the gospel. In other words, he wasn't going to earn uh, make a living out of preaching the gospel, even though he could have uh, rightfully received offerings. So he was saying, I've done this, so some Corinthian Christians have to give up their right to eat meat sacrificed to idols based on the principle of loving somebody more than what you know to be right or wrong. And uh, at the end of chapter 9, Paul then shows how a Christian has to be willing to give up some things, even good things, for the sake of winning the race that we're running before God and the one that he set before us. 
And if we don't, we will become disqualified. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. In the competition of the Christian life that we must understand. So he says, I don't want you to be unaware that all of our fathers, he wrote about the need to finish what God has set before us, which is not what the people of Israel had always done. And it's dangerous to refuse to give up something that gets in the way of you finishing the race. So he's going to use Israel's experience in the Exodus from Egypt to illustrate this principle. He says, all our fathers passed through the cloud. What's he talking about? He's talking about the cloud of the Shekinah glory that overshadowed Israel through their journey uh, as they went through Egypt to the, the promised land. And, uh, and during the day, the cloud sheltered them from the, the desert sun. And during the night, it uh, burned as a pillar of fire, constant, always uh, having a reminder of God's glory and God's presence with, with them. And you can read about that in Exodus chapter 13. He says, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses. All of Israel walked through the Red Sea, every one of their forefathers. They all saw God's incredible power holding up the waters. Uh, they all saw the, the miracle. They all saw God drown the Egyptian army. Uh, not only an amazing demonstration of God's love and power, but also a picture of ba- baptism passing through water. And all of Israel identified with Moses as they passed through the water. And a Christian should identify with Christ as they pass through the waters of baptism. Romans chapter 6 is all about that. He says, all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. All of Israel ate the manna that God miraculously supplied for them during their time in the wilderness. They all were had their thirst met miraculously by the water provided by God in the desert. That's another incredible display of God's love and power. And what did it do? It, see, God provided for the children of Israel in the Exodus, physical food and physical water. And then he's saying, now you're going to be supplied through Jesus, spiritual food and spiritual water. Uh, so, um, for they drink of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Now, what they didn't realise, this is what the Apostle Paul is telling them, is that that rock that followed the children of Israel was Jesus Christ. They had the presence of Jesus with them in the wilderness, yet they would never have known it. And the identifying of the rock that followed them, Paul's building on a rabbinical tradition that said Israel was supplied with water by the same rock all through the wilderness, a rock that followed them. That's what he's talking about there. Um, If the rock followed Israel, then the water followed Israel. Jesus Christ was present with Israel in the wilderness, is what the Apostle Paul is saying. He was providing for their needs miraculously, as they were coming out of Egypt, and he's now going to provide miraculously for your needs as you, quote-unquote, come out of Egypt. Uh, And he was trying to get them to see this is a blessing, this is a privilege. And then he says, but with most of all of our fathers, God was not well pleased. See, despite all these wonderful things that they saw, the Israelites in the wilderness didn't please God. 
it should have made them more pleasing to God if they had responded accordingly, if they had showed the right gratitude, but they didn't. They kept complaining and whining all the time. And he says most of them. Now, that's a very hard-hitting statement, but it's actually a little bit of an understatement, I think, because there was only two out of millions, uh, the only two people from the generation that came into the promised land, Joshua and Caleb. That's it. So it really was most. It re- very much was most. There was only two that God was pleased with. For their bodies, the children of Israel, they were scattered in the wilderness. The, the, the displeasure of God with the Israelites, Israelites was evident because they never got to enter the promised land. How sad. After God provided for them a miraculous escape. Imagine that. All those things you saw God do. Getting you out. Watch, watching. You all watched the Egyptian army drown. You all ate the manna. You all saw the water come out of this rock. And then they died in the wilderness. For all the blessing, all the spiritual experiences, they never entered into what God had for them. And the Apostle Paul doesn't want the church in Corinth to experience the same thing. And he doesn't want you and I to experience the same thing. He doesn't want us to forget so that we don't experience the true spiritual blessings in Jesus Christ. Paul's point to the Corinthian church here is something that I have no doubt hit the, the Corinthian church very in a very hard way. Christians most likely were taking liberties and freedoms like feasting at pagan temples. They were causing their brothers to stumble. They were thinking that they were safe uh, because of the past blessing and the spiritual experiences of their forefathers. Uh, so Paul warns them, hey, beware, just because. Just because you think you're okay doesn't mean you're okay. Because just as Israel was blessed and had a spiritual miracles and experiences, they were still in a state where they perished. And so some of the Corinthian Christians uh, might also perish, even though you think you're okay. Clark says this, It seems as if the Corinthians had supposed that they're being made partakers of the ordinances of the gospel, such as the baptism and the Lord's Supper, would secure their salvation, notwithstanding they might be found partaking of idolatrous feasts as long at least as they considered an idol to be nothing in the world. Uh, it's a great reminder for you and for me to never forget what God has done and to make sure that we always put ourselves in a place where we are looking forward to finishing the race, not looking back. If you're going to look back, look back at the miracles that God has done in your life and then turn around, look forward and use those in your expectation for the future. I think there's a lot of observations that you can make out of this. I, I really I really do. I think there's many. I'd love to know what it is that you do observe, so please put it down in the comments below and uh, and, and let's let's encourage each other. Heavenly Father, thank you for this passage that just challenges us. It's so challenging. And Lord, I pray that we'll be challenged just like the church in Corinth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. 
For more content, please don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Have a great day. Thank you.